Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to We Talk Lady Hoops with a Z podcast. I am Keita Hubbard, joined by Moneymaker Chris, and we discuss WNBA. What's up, Chris? Hey, doing good. Glad to be back on here talking some WNBA basketball. Yes, and then on this episode, we're actually going to uh, run it back in the way. Um, we are referring to the Washington Miskits. They actually was your 2019 and I guess your defending champions right now, right, Chris? Like, far as in the WNBA, so those are your champs. And we're going to talk about their documentary, mm-hmm. which came out during our home opener, and I believe that was, like, May – that was last week, like, May 16th or 18th. So, mm-hmm. yeah, today we're going to discuss that um, documentary. So, Chris, when I first heard about it, I told you a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, I, I don't remember them promoting. You know, I try to, like, stay in the loop. With like mm-hmm. all the sports I'm into, what we know right now, like the mm-hmm. coronavirus, like I'm more into like new stuff, but I always like mm-hmm. mostly in the in the loop of stuff. And I was like, what is this? And there's like, oh, you know, this is a um documentary. It's like five parts. So I'm thinking it's like the Michael Jordan, well, the Bulls. I'm sorry, uh, documentary or like the Undertaker documentary. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm like, okay, where's the other part? So when I went back and check it out, it's literally like one hour, but their episodes are like basically surrounding the playoffs, which we're going to talk about basically team from uh, last year to this year. So I was like, where's mm-hmm. these episodes? I literally was looking for them. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they like 15 minutes. That's why. <laughs> That's why. That explains it. Yeah, because you told me about it, I hadn't heard nothing about it neither because I, I try to keep up on like stuff like that as well, but I was surprised they had put this out for the mystery. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I mean, it's an hour. It can't hurt. You know, I got plenty of time mm-hmm. the days I don't oh, work. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, really? So, um, yeah, we could just jump right into it. So the first episode we basically, it's called uh, Puzzle Pieces. And that's referred to basically uh, Tim Tebow was the first puzzle piece, which he don't know. The general manager actually said that. But he said his first puzzle piece was um, uh, Emma Mesa. That was his first mm-hmm. puzzle, but actually he was. And they basically mm-hmm. was talking about, like, how the team had 12 different head coaches in 15 seasons. You know, the fan base, you, we know how D.C. teams are, but, like, the fan base, you don't, you probably don't have loyal, you know, loyal people because like, it's always up and down. But you, mm-hmm. like, with well, these Mrs. fans, I saw plenty of the games I went to, like, loyal from day one fans, but... Mm-hmm. Like, I guess uh, the general manager won, you know, structure and they hired him in 2012. And then they had this plan to like rebuild the Miskits because uh, for a while they've been up and down. And it was like, okay, you know, what, like, what can he bring to the table? And then, like, um, we, we, we talked about like on the coach episode where I was telling you about how he uh, kind of scouted Michael Jordan. So, he has a very good mind when it comes to basketball. So him like creating a team, not just a team on like on the court, like just in general, like personalities and stuff like that. We hear different people like say like the chemistry 
you know, as far as like interact with somebody, because you know, in mm-hmm. on the court and off the court, you need that like relationship with your players, you know, even mm-hmm. with your coworkers, stuff like that. So I like how like he was the like the the piece that they um they started with. So any thoughts about him, like as far as the introduction of him during episode one? Well, first off, I'll take it back a little bit. I didn't know they had been through that many coaches. I knew they had gone through several different coaches, but I know they've been through like 12 different coaches. I was like, yeah. wow. Because <laughs> like you really can't, you know, expect a team to really get better and develop when you're constantly switching the coaches because every coach is going to come in. They're going to have their own style. They're going to bring in their own staff and everything. If you really expect to build a team that's going to last and ultimately compete, you can't keep constantly just switching the coaches. So that was the kind of thing that kind of, I guess, that was the first big move. And ultimately, um, the Mystics kind of getting over the hump after winning the title was hiring uh, Mike, uh, Mike Tibble. That was the first like big move to kind of set the stone, set the tone, and put some like stability in the um, organization. Yes, and that happened in two thousand and twelve. So two thousand and thirteen, um, doing this on uh, documentary, he was talking about you know he wanted to drive somebody. Like I was telling you on the coach episode, like he always try and get players like you're not really looking at, you know, and he always mm-hmm. scout players and he came across um Emma Meesman. And uh, I believe she mm-hmm. was in the second round. Um no, was she in the second round? I think she was. I believe she was yeah, yeah, she was in the second round. She was very young. I, I believe so, eighteen yeah. or nine eighteen or nineteen years old. And 19. she Okay. So she had no idea about it. Like she got like a phone call and stuff like that. And you know, she um she came to the Miskits, but um uh, yeah, that was like one of his pieces. And then uh, during that time as well, he uh, scouted Natasha Cloud in 2015, and then he got the superstar Elena Deladon. She wasn't happy uh, with the uh, Chicago Sky, so she came in 2017. And then uh, Chrissy Tolliver came, you know, as a free agent. She wanted to do something different. And, you know, because she was a veteran, like, she just wanted, like, more of, like, that leadership role. What she had on the team, mm-hmm. talk about her more uh, during this episode, and um, they had, like, a trade for uh, Tiana Hawkins in 2014. So he literally, like, he had a whole plan for years of, like, getting his team that he wanted. Yeah, he basically had, like, a, I guess a blueprint of, like, the, how he ultimately, once he came in, how he wanted to build the team. And, like, so he drafted Emma, you know, drafted uh, Natasha Cloud, and they made the trades and got um, Deli Dome and everything, and then got uh, Christy Tolliver. So it was like it's like each year it was like through the draft and through trade through like free agency they were slowly starting to build and start to put the places put the pieces in place to ultimately for the Mystics to kind of be competitive. Yep, that that's very true. And so we um, start with um, Natasha Cloud. She had a sweatshirt on. I'm like, okay, I was I was looking at it right at first. I didn't get. It. I was like, she got a bunch of numbers on her uh, sweatshirt. It was like it, so. I, like, want, okay. I want to right. I knew right off the bat what she yeah. talking. About. I knew right off the bat that that's short. Oh, <laughs> no! At, at the time, I'm like, I'm like so interested. I was like, because like when you see her clip of her, I'm like, okay. And I was like, wait, I I know them numbers. I was like, oh, Kobe Bryant is doing. I was like, okay, duh. Mm-hmm. And I was like mm-hmm. so wrapped yeah, up right. in the series. I was like, I know them numbers, but it just ain't hit me to like, uh, mm-hmm. like when they went back to her talk. I was like, duh, dummy. And so, <laughs> so yeah, th- that was awesome that I'm seeing it. But that's basically sums up like the episode one. They basically putting the puzzle pieces together and they got these individuals. So uh, episode two, they basically um, opened up with the team uh, season opener in the new arena, which is in the D.C. Southeast. And 
during this uh, episode, they talk a lot about the bench mob. I call them like off the bench, like those players, like Emma Mesa, like I think, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Little Way, they call her, uh, what's her name? Uh, Atkins. She Atkins. was like, there she was Atkins. like, yeah, she was like, uh, like off the other team. Like you see Emma Mesa, Emma Mesa coming off the bench, dude, like what? Why is she coming off the bench? She's not no bench player, you know, but, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a hell of a run last year. Like the bench, I think in one game they had like forty-seven points coming off the bench. Like they really stepped up this year. It was like you give your. I think even times you had Chrissy Tolliver and Deladon literally sitting down like the end of the games. Even I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they was injured just yet. And it was just like, cause you just the bench was just going like going like you really didn't need your star players like in the beginning. And you know when the numbers like when they start getting closer, you know, to the other team by scoring, then they come back in. But like for a long period of time, but like why is she not back in the game? Because you know they was up for so much. It's like you give your star players a rest. So the bench did very good um, last season. And that's one of the things that makes a good like championship team. When you have you have your starting five that's out there, and they can you know, go out there and do their thing. But when you can you know rest those people and bringing people off the bench that can come in and still keep that tempo and keep that momentum going. That's how you ultimately end up, you know, being a contender because you have strong depth on your team. You don't have just your main people, but you have people who can come off the bench and can fill those voids as well. So that's a very important thing for any, like, when it comes to basketball, you have to have a strong bench. People can come in and carry the load for you, pick up the, you know, pick up the tempo. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, Chris, um, that's how we get um powers. AP, she comes yes. in and like um, she um, she came in for Chrissy Tolliver because she had a knee injury. I believe it was in August, mm-hmm. so she was out mm-hmm. for a minute. And they literally, I think that's this. This is the game I told you. Like they always getting threes. Um, all like mm-hmm. every person who mm-hmm. played that game got a three. And so at one point we got a uh, Elena Deladon had a, a nose um, injury. Basically, was broken. It's like oh god. Like they had so many like ups and down before even the playoffs hit. So it was like, okay, you know, they still had like a good depth team. So it was like those bench players really helped like their team to be successful like far as the regular season going into the playoff. But um Deladon as well in this episode, she joined the 50, 40, 90 club. Did I say it correctly? I think that yeah, that sounds right. Okay, cool. <laughs> that sounds yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, she she uh she um is a part of that and you know, that was awesome. I and mean, it was funny like far as like um the commissioner called her and she's like, uh I wasn't expecting that, but thank you. <laughs> she yeah, I remember I remember when that clip came out. Just seeing her being so surprised, you know, getting that call that she was mm-hmm. had won the MVP. That was awesome to see. Yeah, it, it really was. So uh episode three, we get um uh, Elena Deladon basically collects her uh, MVP award, and then, then they start embracing like the postseason journey. So they go back basically from like last year, you know, 2018, and they mm-hmm. went all they went all the way up to the finals, and then you know, of course they lost, but like this basically they running it back, and they came up with that slogan. So I like how they mm-hmm. literally came up with that, and they stuck to their guns. Um, during that time. So this is like one of my favorite episodes uh far as this little series is it's with with the uh Las Vegas Las Vegas Aces. And it's because it's just so much was going on in this series. Like this this series could have literally been like 
the championship. That's what that felt like when I was watching it. And just so much trash talking and stuff like that. But um, you get Tolliver, she come back from a knee injury. Uh, of course, Deladon is still your MVP. And the, the Aces, like, they play like bullies. Like, they are, they will hunt you down. The first game, they didn't really do that because I guess they're trying to, like, figure out their opponent. But uh, you got AJ Wilson, you got Liz Cambage. Like, those are your big two on that particular mm-hmm. team. And uh, Sanders, God bless her. You know, she has a lot of respect uh, for her um, from around the lead and, like, of course, her team. And then at one point, like, what was your thoughts about Lynn Cambage basically saying, you know, if you if you can't handle the heat on the court, you need to get out or go to the gym to the uh, Miskins? I mean, I respect her for, like, you know, speaking up like that and, you know, just, you know, just being open and honest. But also at the same time, you got to be careful with comments like that because they can backfire on you. And it's what ultimately happened because it ultimately ended up firing the Mystics up when they heard those comments. And said, okay, we got something for you. You got to be very careful because comments like that, they can be a double-edged sword. They can either work in your favor, but also they can work against you as well. Because ultimately, those comments is what ended up giving the Mystics that momentum. Like, okay, we got something for you. Ladies. (laughs) Ladies. <laughs> exactly. And then I like how Natasha Cloud, like she's one of my favorite on the team. Yeah, I like her. And too. she just like she just give life to the team. You know, she took that literally like you basically you're messing with my family. And mm-hmm. you know, um Sandra, she more like I, I love her her comments. She was basically saying, you know, like she worried about herself. She knows she's a ten out of ten. And I was like, Wow, like, you know, cause some people mm-hmm. like me, I'd be like, What you say, you know, I will, you know, like defend myself, but she's like, I don't got time for of that. Course. You know. I don't got mm-hmm. time for that. I know who I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she took that role like serious. Like she was so undersized, but it's like she worked what she had to do. Like she really put in like the effort. And I, I think after like you said, after those comments, they all like got like huddled up and was like, okay, we're gonna prove her wrong. Because uh, at this point, I think they was in they won the first two games of Miskins. They game three, they lost, and then that's when she made her comments. And then mm-hmm. game four, they won um back in Vegas. So Mm-hmm. And then they go to the next round, which is uh basically uh, episode four, and the Mrs. is once again back in the finals, and it was like one of them like, okay, all right. So I was just curious like how they's going to like handle everything. So in game one, we get a little a uh, Ariel Atkins. She like stole the game. I remember that like she literally like came with her a game. And then we get the mm-hmm. whole, it's kind of like full circle. You get Tim, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Tebow. If I call him Tim Tebow, my bad guys. But Mike Tebow, when he basically, um, he used to coach for the Connecticut Sun. So it's like kind of mm-hmm. full circle in a way. And mm-hmm. you got, um, so at game two, you get like, it, it was one of them like, oh God, here we go again from last year. Della Dong got really uh, hurt last year for, I think uh, it was a knee injury, I think. And, you know, she was done. You know, and she came back, but it's like, you know, their dreams went up, you know, to smoke. So this time, like, mm-hmm. you know, when she got out, like, she she literally went in the back. I think it was like five minutes to the game. It's like, where's she going, you know? She never mm-hmm. came back. Mm-hmm. And she was injured. The lady had 300 discs in her back and still played. Don't know how she did that. God bless how her. How she did that. Yeah, bless her. That, bless her heart on that one. How she could manage that is beyond right. me. Right. And, and, and the way she shoots the ball, you know, that's a lot of pressure on her. But like the way, you know, everyone mm-hmm. has their own jump shot. But how she mm-hmm. do it, it look like it's more pressure. And it's that's like, it, yeah, and it, look, it just amazes me, like, she how she, like, got through that. But um, they were just like, oh, man, like, she's, you know, they all like, uh-oh. 
And uh, I think Natasha Cloud was like, that's 20 points, like, gone, you know, right there. Mm-hmm. And, but that's I like, yep. right in this game, but they fought, you know, they fought, they came back, but at the end of that game, you know, they lost. And then, um, I believe game three or four, it was a, it was a huge gap. And they basically had time to rest. So at this point, you have Eric Atkins and Deladon, <laughs> your two starters, Chris, like, like questionable. It's like, oh God, it's, it's wow. one of the, like we were so stressed on this. They had stressed mm-hmm. doing this run of this championship. I'm like, oh God. I was like, okay. I was like, well, we have so much depth on that team. We should be okay, but you, you still gonna mm-hmm. miss like you know that piece of like Della. That's a huge piece. Um, and then Era Akin, she was kind of on or off the season to me, and it was just like, oh my. But they they actually played in the game, and the game she came back. She literally was shooting threes. Like, they weren't even blocking her. Like, Della Don's like, what are you doing? Like, y'all not going to – I mean, I don't want them to block her, but it's like they really wasn't paying her no math for it. It was like, oh, she can't really do nothing because she was more like uh, to shoot threes, like, most of the game. She she wasn't 100%, but even, like, 50%, she was still, like, contributing to her team. And um, uh, thoughts about uh, Ariel Powers and Natasha Cloud – stepped up during this um playoff run. I thought that was good. I remember Powell was saying herself that, you know, they know that um Deli Dawn having her out, that was like a big, big loss. But they said, okay, you know, we got your back. We can, you know, handle this. And that's what you want to see. You want to see you lose your star player like that. You have other people that step up and kind of keep the keep the um keep the vibes and everything going. So I was very impressed with how both of them stepped up. Yeah, like I said, can you lose Deli Dawn? That's that's like your main focal piece and you could easily say you know what let's just throw the towel in you know she's not coming back she's not gonna be 100 percent. let's just you know cave in no they said no we're gonna step up and we're gonna you know we're gonna get this done we're gonna try to win this we're gonna win this championship i love that mentality that they had like i said a lot of teams you know you have some teams that will not step up in moments like that so having people with that mindset where we're gonna you know do this for our you know star player i love it and then one of the things with Natasha Cloud was like, uh, it just happened years ago with OV when, you know, they kept losing uh, eviction to the New York in the second round. I believe it was New York um, they was going against. And he, he was like, uh, I think the report was like, are you know, are you going to win? Like, was he's like, well, we're going to win. You know, like, that's his mentality. But uh, going back to Natasha Cloud, she had, she had the same thing. She was like, yeah, we're going to win this game. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we, we're going to become champions. So, Hands mm-hmm. down, and then she even was like, "Yeah, I put a little pressure on my team, you know, doing yeah, that." Yeah, I, like, I was like, "Yeah, you did," but I mean, they were so determined. It's like, it's like even watching them live was just so awesome in the crowd doing these mm-hmm. games. Even like regular season, it was just like awesome. Like this is their new building, and I believe it's like under three thousand. You can get in there probably. I think I might be off by a little bit, but uh, it was just an awesome like atmosphere. Like people like were just like even you're not a fan of it. It was just like so fun to go to one of these games, and it's so cheap. It's like a family thing. Like if you want to stay out of trouble or you bored, go go to a Mrs. game if you come to DC. It's like really like reasonable prices, but um, it was funny. So they basically won. They came back. Um, basically the um, the finals. Um, game five. I keep saying seven in my head. But game five, crowd was going crazy. We get playoff Emma Misa. She pops up and literally saved this game to me. She really did. She stepped. She was one of the big reasons that they ultimately won the championship. And also, too, I had forgot she had like set out the season. I think the previous mm. season she had set yeah. out that season. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. 
Yeah, that, that's what uh, Michael. He basically was saying like she was the missing piece. He was like, uh, she mm-hmm. was like, well, you didn't need me. He was like, yeah, we did. We didn't win, so we did need you. So it, it was did it need like you, a, right? Yeah, it felt like a whole like circle, like far everything came together, and yeah, she really picked that because for a while I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna lose. You know how you know how the DC team. These teams oh, yeah. recently been been in kind of you know knock on wood been pretty good you know the nationals and the and the and the uh, capitals so it's like Capital. so it's more like a, okay even the soccer team to a certain extent it's like okay you know we, we got a little hope so for them I was like oh yeah here we go but they came by thanks um for having her on the team that's awesome and I like when they was like celebrating and like she was in the back and. I don't think she heard him at first because when I was that was like I don't think she heard what, what, what they said and she won MVP. She's like, wait, I did. Like she didn't have no clue that she won. She that. was she definitely thought, shocked by that. Right. She thought somebody else was going to get it. I was like, no, nah, you deserve that, ma'am. <laughs> mm-hmm. You stepped your game up. They needed you most. Exactly. But uh, anything else, like far as the series that you like or you didn't like. I really enjoyed this. This was very, very well done. I like I like how they started off, like you know how everything came together, like hiring Mike Tebow and then getting Emma, and how they put all the pieces and everything in place, and like how you know they didn't let the injuries to Belladone and Tolbert like stop them. How the rest of the people like stepped up. It was very, very well done. I really enjoyed this. Kind of reminiscing going back to seeing how they ultimately ended up became game champions this was very very well done documentary yeah it, it really was like even like what the 15 minutes like you know the each episode when they put it together it was still good like it was mm-hmm. really awesome i went back and watched it again and it was like mm-hmm. oh okay like i watched like you know, just separate to see what was the difference it was no different they literally just like like put it together like in, in all one. together yeah. yeah so overall it was really good uh hands down i give it an a not because i'm a fan just give it an a it was awesome it's good well done but advice I would give to people. So, you know, like the whole running back. If we run it back again and win, this is what I would do differently. Um, like when it comes to like getting the gear, like uh, we stayed like an hour and a half to get gear. The lines were crazy. The, um, this lady gave us a discount. That was very nice of her. But mm-hmm. next time I was going to literally like I did with the Nationals, is order online and keep Line, yeah. <laughs> There you go. The next <laughs> that's, time. That's the way to go. Right, knock on wood. But uh yeah, that was the only thing I didn't like for me. I mean, I want you know, like I'm one of the people like if I want it, I'm gonna get it, like type of thing. But uh oh, yeah, I'm course. a very um passionate person when it comes to my sports. Like if I want that gear, I want want to represent that I will get it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it was one of them like, eh, next time I'm just gonna just order it online. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Save your time, save yourself the hassle and stress. Just order it online and have it come to your house. It's exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. But um, I think everybody it was just so exciting, like you know, for them when they. Oh, I'm sure. And this is yeah, their first like said, one. Especially people that were fans, especially people that were fans like from the beginning, like when they first like came into the league and been with them this whole time, to finally see them get over that hump and win a championship. That had to be like sweet feeling. Oh yeah, it was people in the audience crying and everything. Like it was just, mm-hmm. a, it was a very, excuse me, it was a very like awesome moment to like even witness live or even on television. Because I finally went back and watched it on television. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm one of the people who love like the commentary. So it was like mm-hmm. a different aspect of it. It was like, oh, okay. It's like you know, you get to see more camera angles versus the one you see, you know, sitting there live. But overall, oh, it was yeah, really definitely. good. 
Yeah, uh, waiting, waiting for next season, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just wait. Hopefully, hopefully we get a season like they can defend their defend their title. Yeah, even we gotta watch at home. You know, at this point, you know, it's one. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it just to get something, get something going with the season. Exactly, but um, if you had to tell somebody to watch this uh documentary, why? You just see a team that just has good chemistry, and just everybody just seems to like each other. You don't have all this, you know, just bickering back and forth. You don't have like a lot of ego or nothing like that. They seem like they generally want to play for each other, and they generally have each other's back. It's like a little family and everything. They have good vibes, good energy from this team. They generally anybody can be inspired. Even if you're not a sports fan, I guarantee you could watch the Mystics and watch this documentary and feel good. Say, oh my goodness, you know, I want to. Support these ladies. I want to see these ladies get over. I want to see them win that championship. I want to see them defend that championship. Is they're, they're a likable team? There's nothing about this team that's not likable. They're a very likable bunch of young ladies. Yeah, it, it almost felt like a like a movie to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah, yeah, just a little tab. I was like, like movie kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, Chris, anything else before we go, sir? No, that's all. Like I, like I said, I highly enjoyed this documentary. I definitely would recommend people to check it out. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, I think you'll definitely get a kick out of this. Yeah, I totally agree. Everything what you just said, and it was just an awesome documentary. Glad I found it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I knew nothing about this. Yeah. I was sitting like watching. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly, kind of like I said, reminiscing about how they ultimately became champions. Yep. Um. You took the words out of my mouth, but uh, anything else, uh, like far as like women basketball, or you want to just plug up to you, sir? Um, that's it. I don't have anything else. I'm good. Okay, cool. Uh, you like to close out the show for us? Plug, 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 plug. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris, as well as Instagram DC Sports Fan Twenty Three. Um, check out my website, the Cash In Experience. Everything's up on there. My blog, products, anything you want to know about what I got going on is right there, the Cash In Experience dot com. Uh, that's it for me. Cool. Uh, just follow the. Um, oh, special thanks to Mr. J Giles. Uh, this is his network. Yes. We do these episodes on. So shout yes. out to shout him. Out to him. Uh, the the TV Zone Network podcast. Did I get it right? TV Zone Podcast Network. Okay, my bad. All right. <laughs> I was yeah, close. Yeah. You, you, you were closer. You got the general idea. He'd be fine. I'm going to say I got dyslexia on this episode. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah, so long. Yeah, yeah. No offense you, to him. I was like, oh, I, I, I just go out like, I just be like, <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a lot to remember. Where I'd be like, oh, his TV Zone. I'd be like, Jay's Podcast. All that literally said, like, oh, check out Jay's Podcast. Like, oh, what is up? Like, oh, I, I seen the link, you know, type of thing. But, yeah, that's right. I sent you the link. There you go. But uh, yeah, thanks to him for letting us do these episodes on sure. um, his network and uh, support his stuff is awesome. Uh, different things. Chris and him does a lot of stuff on there. Uh, on that, uh, it's, it's really y'all network. It's not really his no more. Um, Chris, and <laughs> yeah, literally taking over the network. Right, that, that's your network more than you know. It's like fifty fifty, I think. Yeah, the fifty fifty split. <laughs> <laughs> All the contact y'all have on there—that's your show too. It's, it's just not his. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes. I, I get my my cut as well. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. So when no profits come in, um, I 
I want some of yours, Chris. You know, since I plug you and hype you up and stuff like like like. Of Natasha course, Cloudy, you, know, you, know, you know, I got your, you know, I got your, you know, I got your back always. <laughs> like Natasha Cloud did her team, you know, you know. So I'm gonna do some push-ups. There you for go. You. I'm gonna try. But, there, um, there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm on the Twitter at uh, the Kita and Jay Show, and also my personal page is at Yeah, you know it, 1991. When you look at um the notes that uh, basically Jay have a description of each show, you will see my Twitter stuff and Chris stuff, so you can always interact with us. And also on We Talk Lady Hoops on, on the Twitter as well. So um, other than that, uh, any last words, Chris? Thoroughly enjoyed the documentary, and hope people check it out. Cool. My last words is uh, I'm looking at the Atlanta bobblehead and peace out. Peace out. Let's go, let's go. Here I go, I get lit. Here I go, I get lit. Here I go.